Welcome back to the Oscar Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Philpson, and to help break down two of only three, don't get too nervous, audience, I know you're not too stoked for the 1929 Oscars, but with me today to discuss these two movies is someone who is stoked for these two <laughs> films, and just for the 1929 year as a whole, Andrea Tennis, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, and it's quite the opposite. I do not like silent films. I've only ever watched one silent film that I've liked, and that was Modern Times. Other than that, I think all other silent films suck. <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering if it's actually going to be nominated. I don't believe it is, unfortunately. Um, just by, based on the fact that these are three of only five silent films to be nominated for Best Picture. So we are really going to be addressing the bulk of the silent films to ever be nominated. Modern Times, which is a silent film, is not one of those five in the nope. stats that I saw. So maybe it isn't. Hmm. Who knows? Uh, it does have one or two lines actually hidden like in the movie. is just so minor that it's still considered a silent film. So maybe the stat didn't consider that. I hope. I hope it's nominated when we get to that year eventually. But I thought you uh, said this was the only year that had silent films nominated. This is the only year to have only silent films oh, nominated. Oh, so there were five total silent films. Yeah, this is three of them. Another one is in the year afterwards. Okay. Uh, in the 1930 Oscars, there's one of them. And then, obviously, the one in 2012 Oscars, the Best Picture winner, The Artist. Oh, I didn't know that was a silent film. I've yep. never seen that before. Neither have I, but I have heard it. It's a beautiful silent film, and I like them. I know Andrew doesn't like them, but I actually enjoy these two movies. I think silent films are pretty fun. I actually kind of get into the mood. I think my favorite thing about silent films is they're almost never two hours long. They're always intentionally shorter because, you know, it's a lot harder to tell stories without any volume or sound, so... I, I like them. And, They're short, sweet, and enjoyable. Well, and what's going to be killer is the next one we're going to discuss is over two hours. Would you yeah. say it's two hours and 30 minutes of silence? Whoa. Yeah, uh, close to two hours and 30 minutes. I think it's like two yeah. hours and 22 minutes. Uh, it is going to be a bit of a longer one. But uh, Andrew, uh, we're not in the slogs just yet. We're here to discuss the other two nominated films, and that's going to be The Racket and Seventh Heaven. That's it. Two movies yeah. that no one has heard of. Nope, nope. And, and you should never watch them. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> yeah, I almost gave you, Andrew, the death glare there. I was like, that's it, you're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> you can just end, end listening to this podcast. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I didn't say anything. I was doing the silent film version of you're sleeping on the couch tonight. I gave her that look. And when he says that, that means he would have been sleeping on the couch. Fine by me. In the bedroom it's, a, it's a good couch. With the fan. <laughs> That's fine with me. I like the couch. So hot in here. <laughs> All right. Well, almost as hot as the tension between the characters in these two films, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Andrew was a huge fan of both of these. Uh, funny enough, the first film we watched, The Racket, on Letterboxd, only has 803 people watching oh, wow. it. Wow. So I should definitely review that one. Uh, yeah, I don't think there'd be much competition uh, for people that have written this review. Yeah, only 800 people have reviewed. I think this would be the least watched film we've ever discussed yet. Oh, wow. That's actually kind of shocking. I just thought 
so many people are on this side that tons of people are watching these films, but guess not. Maybe a lot of people are like me and they don't really like silent films. Yeah. Well, of the movies that we have seen for this podcast, I should emphasize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe in contention would be some of the 1945 films like Wilson. That was pretty lowly watched. And uh, even though this one was watched less than Wilson, I believe, better. Better than Wilson. Is, is that a high bar, Andrea? Um, okay, yeah. So I'm sitting here saying how much I really don't like silent films, but these they weren't that bad. I just I just don't like the whole concept of silent films. Um, I would say they're both better than Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually coming back here with an update. I just checked. Wilson has actually less views, so that okay. one's at least that one's less popular. I take it back. I was wrong. Uh, Wilson is at 640, and this one's at 800. So you know, a little bit more Ooh. popular. Good for good for the racket, and the racket is a lot better. Uh, we could discuss that film first. It was the first one we watched, mostly because it was the shortest of the three. So Andrew was like, "Yeah, I picked that one. I I, I picked the, the the short one over there." So we yep. watched the racket first. And Andrew, let me go off of all of the f- awards it was nominated for here for the Oscars. Was it a lot? It won. Adapted writing, which I would assume is the adapted screenplay mm-hmm. back in the day. And it was nominated for Best Picture. That's it. Wow. Well, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. One of the movies this year that was nominated for the least amount of awards. It was only nominated for two. One of them was Best Picture. So that's why we're discussing it. Dang. Yeah. So not much of a competition, but at least it won for the writing. Uh, and I liked the writing. I thought the screenplay was pretty fun. I think it deserves it. The whole concept, honestly, was it was pretty fun. I had a lot more fun with with this one than I think I did Seventh Heaven. I feel like this one was well. I think it was meant to be more fun and whatnot. Yeah, this one's definitely a comedy of the three. It's the most comedic. Mm-hmm. It's still like a dramedy. It's about, for those that haven't seen it, which unless you're one of the 800 people that did see it, you would be one of them. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, which is probably all of you, it's just a movie about uh, a mob who is really kind of taking over the city. They're kind of the top of town. They're the, the, the big dogs. You don't mess with the mob. They got all the ins and outs of everything except for this one cop who is on to them. He kind of knows these guys are shady. They're involved in some shady deals and he knows they probably murdered a few people and he's on to them. He's trying to break them down, hunt them down. And so it's really a battle between the lead cop, the lead detective here against the lead mob boss. And so it's really, I believe the racket is the name of the boss group. And it's really just him trying to break down the racket. He's trying to take these guys down mono v mono who's gonna come out on top here uh, one thing i will say i've noticed during these films i actually have trouble remembering their names and i think it's because it's a silent film so you don't hear them say yeah. their names so when you read them it's not as memorable no. so i don't actually know many of these names i will probably be going off of the letterbox actor characters to remember who they are but uh, i i think it's a very fun film i think it's a pretty large cast most movies that I find in this time period, there's probably like three named characters and then like two or three side characters. But this one has quite a few memorable people. There's the woman who has one of the mom members fall in love with. That mom member is hilarious. And then the detective, 
the two reporters and the main mob boss. So I feel like there's a there's a handful of characters yeah. that each have their unique moment. That kind of makes the whole film fun. I had a good time. Yeah, no, I definitely liked it. Uh, you're talking about Marie, which is basically the only female you see in this entire movie. Uh, I liked her. She was probably my favorite part of the film. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing about the silent films, uh, which might be one of its biggest issues, because uh, I don't have that many issues with them. I think for the most part, they're pretty fun and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But one of them being... Um, Whatever text they do show, it's clearly important because they only yeah. show like 12 title cards in the movie. Mm -hmm. So whenever they do show one, well, obviously they show more than 12, but whatever they show you, it's taken away from you watching the actual movie. So it's clearly important. And they showed the phrase, women are poison twice in like the first 30 minutes they show the lead mob guy say women are poison and the fact that they used two of the title cards to have him say this line twice to the audience made it very clear to me that the lead girl marie said sorry i take that back that's her actual name her name was helen okay sorry. that yeah that made more sense yeah i was like i don't remember marie yeah helen Helen was clearly going to be the one that took him down. <laughs> like, oh. Clearly she was the one that was going to take him down. The women are poisoned to him, and that's what kills him is the poison. So um, a little on the nose with the title cards. But honestly, uh, despite knowing it the entire time, it was so exciting to watch him fall down. I really liked the lead mob guy. He was my favorite. His name was Nick. What was his last name? He goes by his last name. Scarzy. Scarzy. Yeah. Yeah, no, the one thing I liked about Scarzy, Nick, whatever we want to call him here, is he was very animated. He was very good as the lead bad guy of this film. I enjoyed him. He was probably my second favorite. He was just such an asshole. And he's an asshole to Helen in the very beginning because she's trying to sing him a birthday song because it's his birthday. And he literally just, like, pushes her away. <laughs> And then from that moment on, it's kind of just like on between those two. Uh, Helen wants to take Nick down bad. I don't think she really cares that much. The one that really wants to take him down is obviously the oh. police officer, McQuig. I think he's the one that is really the one that's after him. And because of that, Scarzi's so focused on McQuig, he goes out of his way to try and send the police officer to another city. He keeps trying to overthrow him, and he does a good job taking care of Quig. So when Helen is the kind of the one that overthrows him at the end, it's a bit of a shock to him, at least. I think we knew because of the title cards. Yeah. Um, but she was kind of just wanting to get out of... She, she was just trying to escape the mob crew. Uh, There's a few members of the mob crew, of the racket crew... I forget the name of one of them. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Uh, is it Spike, possibly? Uh, oh, no, no. It's his, uh, it's his brother, Joe Scarzi. Yep. Yeah, so the other Scarzi brother, you know, there's the Cohen brothers, the Russo brothers, and then the equally famous Scarzi brothers. Yep. So he's definitely the one that has fallen head over heels for Helen. He keeps trying to bring her into the mob crew, uh, you know, to start a relationship. And she... Helen just wants to, she just wants to leave this group. She doesn't like these guys. They're a bunch of no good losers that are, t that you know, murder people. So I don't blame her for wanting to get away from that. 
Uh, so if, the whole movie is pretty much just her obviously wanting to see them get overthrown, but it's more so just her wanting nothing to do with these guys. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll be real. I This film was all right for me. I, it was short, like you said. And I love that Helen got to take down the bad guys, but that was about it <laughs> for me. How many of the 80 minutes do you think you were on your phone for? Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Obviously yeah. two. Only two, only two, yeah. All right, uh, but I liked both the Scarzy brothers. I think they're my two favorite characters. Like you said, the main one is just so animated. And I think for silent films, you need that. I think that's what made Charlie Chaplin so great. Oh, and really, absolutely. really that's... any of the comedy actors. That, that's what made them so great. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I can actually do silent films if they're like hardcore comedies like Charlie Chaplin. Like I said, I loved Modern Times, even though technically it's not a silent film, I guess. But I thought it was funny. It yeah, great. I would count it as a silent film, but yeah, I think comedies are really good for silent films. I definitely prefer them over the dramas, as we'll get to when we discuss Seventh Heaven and maybe Wings. Hopefully we like the Best Picture winner, but yeah, uh, dramas definitely in the silent form aren't my favorite. Comedy works well, and I think that's why the Scarzies were so much fun. Uh, the main guy was very anime with how evil he was. He was so over the top. And then the other Scarzy bro, he's he's just... He was just head over heels for, like, Helen until, like, basically she, she pissed him off. And then, like, he kind of, like, threw out of the car or whatever he did. I can't remember if he threw out or whatnot. Yeah, and the, ma and the main Scarzy bro, he's like, hey, bro, little bro, I'm bringing you into the mob. Control yourself. Let's calm down, right? Let's Ladies. have a good time. Yep. And the young Scarzy bro is like, yo, it's a party. I'm going to flirt with the ladies. I'm going to dance with the ladies. He was all ready to go. Real ready to go. Yeah. So I thought the film was fun. Uh, Andrew's ready to go move on to the next movie here. <laughs> she, she's already I mean, losing. I am. I don't really know what else there is to say about this one. What was your favorite scene? Do you got one? Was it when it was over? Well, there was that. But... Um, I really just liked whenever, uh, Helen goes to jail and then, like, she's, like, the main, like, she's the main person that's gonna basically be, like, no, like, they're bad. They did all these murders or whatever, so Nick finally is, like, put behind bars. Anyway, I don't know. I like that scene because in that, you also see the police chief, he, like, is, like, <gasps> Oh my god, I actually have a really good witness. So he feels pretty confident in that scene as well. I don't know. I, I just like that whole little scene where they kind of like both finally met up with each other and uh, figured out how they were going to take Nick down. My favorite scene would be the party scene. I thought both the brothers yeah. were at their peak. Yeah. Uh, and I think my favorite shot of the film of the gun under the table and then it's shooting the guy across the hall. That was really cool. Yes. So I just thought the camera work, the acting, the screenplay, it was all at its peak at that moment. It was very early in the film, so it peaked early for me, uh, but I do really like that scene. I had a good time. Uh, the racket on Letterboxd, at least, is only a 3.0. I actually think that's kind of low. I actually had a really fun time with the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's about right on, but... <laughs> no, I guess we know Andrew's <laughs> score. That's me. Yeah. 
All right, uh, good to know. I guess we don't need to ask her her score <laughs> later. Oh, <laughs> mental note. Whoa. But yeah, I thought the racket was really fun, and I think it's fairly underrated. You know, uh, 800 people saw it, but uh, I think it's I'm, a fun watch for only 80 minutes. I'm kind of shocked only 800 people watched it. Like, I, I feel like it's very low. And it's easy to watch. Both of these are free on YouTube. That's true. Yeah, and for us, we had to read the cards really fast because there was a black box that kept getting in the way. That was fun, too. It was like a challenge. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> it, it kept me active. Me, too. I had to pay attention. All right, anything else you want to say about the racket? What was your least favorite scene? I don't know. I guess sending this stuff where Nick was just killing people. He seemed to kill quite a few people during this film. That was all the fun stuff. Whoa, was it? Oops. I thought him sending the detective away to another city. Uh, uh they kind of just gloss over, oh, he has the ends. He, he has power over the town. He, he can do stuff like that. But they kind of just yada yada over, hey, I don't like this guy. Next scene, he is now being sent to a new town. I was like, oh, wow, oh my gosh, he, wow. How did that freaking happen? That was crazy. So, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, wasn't the best, but, uh, you know. 80 minutes, they kind of yada yada over the boring stuff. That's fine with me. So we can move on to Seventh Heaven. Yes. And this film is, a uh, you know, was a bit more successful for the Academy. They clearly liked this one more because it's a drama and the Academy likes to be boring. But it was nominated for Art Direction and it won Directing and Best Actress. Ooh. I think Best Actress might be deserved. It, it, it is the lead lady that won it, right? Yeah. 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 And there is no lead or supporting. It's just Best Actor, Best Actress. That's it. Best Actor, Best Actress. Yep. There's no supporting or lead. It's just... Wow. The supporting and lead actor's got to share it. Oh. All right. Yeah. I see. So she beat out every actress out there. Good for her. And this movie's fun. I had a good time. I liked the beginning, I liked the ending, and I did not like the middle of this crap sandwich. It's like two nice pieces of bread. This crap sandwich. And a big old turd in the middle. Yum. Yeah, so for those that haven't seen the movie, which I imagine is not that many, uh, 3.4 thousand people, so it's been seen a lot more than The Racket at least. A lot more, wow. Yeah, they've been watching the wrong movie, because The Racket was better in my opinion. But this movie is about <laughs> Uh, a, a woman who, is, who gets into a fight with her sister, thrown out onto the streets. She starts beating the crap out of her. She really does not slow down here. This is pretty much a normal fight in the uh, tennis household with Andrea and her <gasps> sister. Wow. Uh, it really did not no. did not phase me. I didn't see anything different than what I see whenever I visit Andrew's family. Wow. Andrew takes her sister out on the street, pulls out a belt, and just absolutely destroys oh her sister. God. Basically trying to kill her in the street. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah that, well, in this movie, they really did try to kill her. Uh, her sister yeah. did not hold back, was really trying to murder her own sister out there. And this gentleman comes in and prevents her from really murdering her sister at the end. Yeah. This knight in shining armor. And then the police come to put them both away. And he steps in and says, actually, she is my wife. So he made up this lie that they're married so that she would stay and not get arrested. And so the two of them end up having to live together and they eventually start falling in love. Very cute. Very sweet. Yeah, yeah I thought the it's, beginning was fun. It's definitely like 
romance for sure like you don't really know where things are gonna go but you're happy because <clears throat> her sister so I, I'm pretty sure they were both uh, like hookers and like they have this rich and rich uncle like the one want to come save them but the uncle's like well, if you've been doing like bad things for your careers then I won't take you anyway yeah her sister's a real fucking bitch uh pardon my French but she she's not a nice person she's literally killing her in the street the guy comes along i was very thankful for him i thought it was a very oh, kind of romantic he's like oh she's my wife just to save her yeah but we all like saw through it we all knew they were gonna fall in love of course yeah but then he gets sent off to war yeah it's this cute and romantic film and you're like oh yeah Good, enjoyable writing. You know, I'm vibing with this movie. Yeah. It's just two people falling in love. And then, bam! It's like, hey, it's wartime. This just turned into a war movie. Yeah, and that, is that the crap sandwich you're talking about? Yeah. Because, yeah, that part sucks. Yeah, it just turned into a war. All of a sudden, yeah. I was watching a war movie. Yeah, I was like, oh. out of nowhere, it just turns into one. You don't even know what's going on. And, like, the war scene, the war part really isn't that long. It's more you do get to see a lot more of their, like, love story and how they slowly start to fall for each other, even though he won't say I love you for, like, the longest time until, like, I think the day he goes to war or something. Uh, yeah, and then he goes to war, and that part sucks. <laughs> It's like the first 40 minutes. All right, I'm watching The Notebook. This is pretty good. And then boom, it's like Saving Private Ryan. And I'm like, oh my God. Happy, <laughs> you know, a lot of our viewers probably like Private Ryan, but it's okay. It's great. But when I thought I was watching The Notebook, let, let's enjoy the ride. It changed <laughs> genres instantly. If the whole movie was Saving Private Ryan, perfect. I like Saving Private Ryan. It's a good movie. Okay, okay. But like, if you're going to give me The Notebook stick to the notebook they changed it it was like halfway through they like ran out of the script and like crap this is only 40 minutes quick grab that script and then they just like went off the new script like the new story They're like make sure the names are the same and we're good to go they won't notice so he's off at war and uh the next 10 minutes is like war scenes and scenes of me falling asleep and it was painful whoa uh, but then we did get a nice scene where the main guy, Chico, that's his name, right? I think I remembered his name because it was very funny. I think it is Chico. Yeah. I was like, oh, Chico, that's a cool name. So I remember his name, Chico, his buddy from before the war, and then a bunch of random soldiers were all like enjoying breakfast. And then Chico looks at his clock and he's like, oh my gosh, it's 11 o'clock, not 11. So he runs over to his little hidey hole corner to go pray. And the other soldiers are like, He's missing breakfast. What's this guy doing? And his buddy has a little monologue to fill us in on what's going on. And he's like, soldiers, soldiers, you know, Chico, Chico goes to that corner every single day at 11 a.m. to go say the same phrase to his wife that says the same thing every single day. He's done this every day. You don't realize that, soldiers? Like he like reminds the soldiers who have been with him every day just to let us know what's going on. Uh, it was like very shoehorned, especially because this is almost two hours. Um, mm. You know, maybe kind of one of those crappy war flick scenes and beforehand, and maybe make that flow a little better. It seemed like they were really like, "Here, audience, this is what's going on." Yeah. Um, but as shoehorned as it was, it was very cute to see the two of them. What was it? What was her name? They said her name, Chico, Ryan. 
What was it? Diane. Diane, Chico, and then what did they say? Heaven? I think so. I think heaven was... Yeah, I think heaven was the last part of it. Yes. Do they say it seven times? Is that what the seventh heaven is? I don't know. I have no idea why it's called seven. I just thought it was because she went from such a bad life to such a good life with Chico is why they called it seventh heaven. But you're right. They, I'm pretty sure they do say heaven. Because they, yeah, repeat those three words. I'm trying yeah, to see. Yeah, they repeat it a lot. But it's cute that they say it together. Actually, it leads to, I don't think it's supposed to be funny. This is a drama, unlike the racket. But um, in like 10 minutes time, Chico is in war, right? And he and, and the boy's shot down. I think he got like dirt in his eyes because he's not actually injured. He's just like laying yeah. on the ground. So, he, you know, he probably got like little dust in his eyes. He's probably a little sore, needs a little bandaid on his little eyes. And Chico's on the ground just relaxing because he's real tired. And so... He's laying there, and his buddy's trying to help him. And she goes like, wait a second. What time is it? Oh, oh, I need to go do it. Oh, I missed it. Oh, my God, I missed it. It's not 11. Diane's going to be angry at me. It, it doesn't work, Diane. I missed it. What will ever happen? And I was like, Chico, she won't know. She's on the other side of the world. She has no idea that you missed it. Guess what? You can come back from the war and you can tell yeah. her you did it every time. She wouldn't know. Yeah. It's here. We are right. It's Chico, Diane, Heaven. Yeah. And every time I remember when me and Andrew lived long distance and she would be like, oh, I pray. I, I pray to you before I go to bed every night. And I was like, ah. oh, I do too, Andrea. I pray about you every night because you're my glowing star. I didn't pray once. She never know. What the heck? You're so funny. I'm just saying, that was, that she would have never known. That was the sweetest part of the film. I love that they did that, that they took that minute or seven minutes, if that's what it's supposed to stand for, to like say that. I just thought that was a really sweet scene. No, 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 I thought them doing it was cute. I thought him missing it one day, and they're literally, he's literally dying on the floor in the middle of the war, dying from like dust in the eyes, I guess. But he's like laying there as if he's dying, and he's not bummed about all of his buddies dying he's bummed that he missed the 11 o'clock time to go do it again i was like man this guy's priorities out of whack he uh, was, he's gotta he, work on living he was really in love with her yeah, clearly because <laughs> his buddy i think dies while trying to like help this guy get out of there and he the entire time he's like killing himself to save him chico's like not giving two craps about him he's going on and on about how he missed the 11 o'clock time real upset he was real bummed it was tough um, I just want to kind of throw this out there. Chico is probably one of the best looking silent film men I have ever seen. Did you not see Charlie Chaplin? Um, what? Charlie Chaplin <laughs> is a stud. I don't, I don't care what you're no, saying. No, no, this Chico, Chico definitely beat him. Like, also, he had some really nice hair in this film too. I can definitely see why Diane was all about him. See, Andrew doesn't watch a silent movie unless it's got, like, some sexy guy on it. Then she's paying attention. She had nothing to say about the racket. <laughs> and that's because none of those guys uh, got I her did. panties wet. They weren't. They, none of them were very attractive. But I did like the girl. I thought she was very good in it. Yeah, so. And I like the, the lead guy, Nick, too. I thought he was a good villain. Yeah. One thing that is good to note is while he is getting 
injured in the war, while he is slowly dying, on the other side of the country, Diane can sense it. Diane can feel it. She knows something's going on. And actually, maybe that's why it's called Seventh Heaven. Maybe, you know, how they're... Well, I guess there's five senses. Then there's M. Night Shyamalan's sixth sense. But then there's the seventh sense. And that's what Diane... Diane has the seventh sense. She can tell that Chico is dying. She's from some God gift from earth. She can sense it. She can tell. And so she knows something's wrong. And sure enough, she is given the letter by no other than the, uh, the, the coworker that she has working with back in the country, this little sleazeball who wants to bone her. And he's like, hey, Diane, Chico's ain't making it through the war, darling. You might as well let me protect you. Come hang out with me. Is that what you wanted him to sound like? Because this is a silent film. This is the best part about the silent film. I can make up what they sound like, Andrea. (laughs) He sounds like a mobster. This guy's not a mobster. They finished the Seventh Heaven script and they grabbed a new script. And what was that script? It was the racket. I'm part of the mob boss. Now, Diane... (laughs) Let me take care of you. Your mouth. You're part of the family now, (laughs) Diane. Oh, my heavens. Let us make a family, Diane. He just just looked like a sleazeball to me. I don't don't think that he was a mobster. Uh, Here's a good comparison. If you watch the animated film Luca that just came out, he is the, uh, the bully in Luca. He's like got the grease back hair. He's got the little penciled mustache. He's like super skinny. And he's like... I'm going to beat you at the triathlon, and then we'll have sex, Diane. We'll do it together. I'm your new man. <laughs> Chico is gone. I'm your new Chico. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, but my thing is, I don't really understand. Like, I don't know if these papers were forged or people actually... People must have really thought he was dead because they even, like, pulled his priest in there. The priest came in, his best buddy that walks across the little thing every day to come over and say hi. They all said he was dead, so I guess that must have been real that everyone thought he actually died in the war. Yeah, I like how they had a few people tell her, and she didn't believe it, and then the priest came. And the priest was like, I, as the priest, uh, I have like a Bible here that God sends down for who he just collected up in heaven. And it just and it just says here on this little pamphlet that uh, Chico just entered heaven. God spoke to me as the as a priest here. Yeah, he's dead. And as soon as the priest says, she's like, "Oh my gosh, he is dead." Yeah, that oh was God. the first person she actually believed. Yeah, until that, she's like, "No way, Jose. No chance. No way. Chico is alive." She she didn't believe it, but I know as soon as the priest confirmed it, it was it was a uh, was a no go. But uh, the priest was wrong. Uh, God must have uh, did a little misincorrect information in the little letter he sent to the priest down there because Chico is alive and Chico comes back into their arms. It's a yeah. beautiful scene and uh, pretty much ends. Well, and so then at first when he walks in, you don't realize it, but he's blind. Whatever happened in the war made him completely blind. And... They can still find each other. And I thought, I thought that was really sweet. Like, no, he's just, blinded. It's that little dirt in his eyes that happened early in the war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have no idea. Well, no, I think it is. And I think the only reason he survived is because I thought I remember someone picking him up and carrying him out. And that, that little scene reminded me of Forrest Gump when Forrest Gump kept going back into the forest and getting everyone. You don't, you don't realize how he lived? How? 
it was a big scene. So the entire film, we haven't really addressed it because, again, like, you know, I, I don't really care about this movie. But he's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in a God. And this was a thing that is thrown throughout the entire film. Really doesn't add anything until the ending. Oh, and why the ending, he kept saying that? Yeah, and the ending is like Pulp Fiction, where Samuel L. Jackson was shot a bunch of times, but the bullets went through him, and it's it went on the wall behind him. So it like went through him, and that's when Samuel L. Jackson was like, I'm done. I'm done murdering people for money. I'm a free man. This was a sign from God, a divine intervention to stop. And that's what happened here, where he said he was shot, and there were wounds on him, and that's why they thought he died. But God made the bullets actually go through him. It didn't actually kill him. So he said he believed in God after that because God wanted them to be together because they were meant to be together. And so God stopped the bullets from going through him. And so God made it go past him. It didn't actually hit him. And so he survived. Oh, okay. But I still thought I remembered someone picking him up. Like in four, like Forrest Gump carried all the men out. But like, yeah. So I think that actually, do you not remember that part? You just blocked that whole thing out. Uh, probably, uh, anything to do with the war blocked out. I think that's how he did make it, but you're probably right. He probably, that makes sense now because the whole time he was talking about how he's an atheist and I was like, why do we care that this guy's an atheist? This has Guess what? nothing to do. I still don't. I don't care he's an atheist. Either, but like it just was really weird that they kept throwing that out there. He also. says like three times. Yeah, similar to Women Are Poison. This movie kept saying, I'm an atheist. And it was like, Good job, Chico. Like, uh, here's a medal. Maybe that's why there is a priest there at the end, because then he, after that, he was, like, all, like, religious and stuff. I don't know. Well, the priest was there to confirm he was dead. Oh. But, yeah, he, uh, and that's what makes me question it. If the dude's this atheist, that he tells every single living soul 20 times that he's an atheist, like, he's so ashamed of people that like God that he needs to, like, let you know. He's definitely the yeah. kind of guy at a party when you know you're having a few drinks and you sit next to this one guy and you're like, oh, hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm Bill. I'm an atheist. Like, that's just like his, that's his, that's his identity. Like, Chico always told people he was an atheist. Like, oh, hey, Andrew, my name's Quentin. I like to do podcasts and I really like to watch movies. What about you? Oh, I'm Chico. I'm an atheist. They're going to let me answer. I know, but I knew you are going to screw it up, so I had to quickly jump wow. in. Wow. Yeah, wow. Ch- that's like Chico, the first thing he says every time, like, he, he always brags about how he's an atheist. So how come a yeah. dude that is so proud to be against God and to not believe in God? Why would God save him? Why would God be like, you know what? Zero idea. That's really cool that you keep telling everyone you're an atheist. I appreciate that. Respect, bro. I'm going to make you live. I don't know. Maybe God really, really liked Diane. Diane was really sweet. She was a really great hero. We kind of glossed over her because most of her stuff is more like small simple like romanticized things she's just really sweet yeah she was good and like from the beginning of the film you feel really bad for her because she's in a really bad place with her bitch sister and then like and then you feel even worse for her when she gets stuck in a house with an atheist (laughs) stop no (laughs) the thing is like he their relationship really grows in that like time where you see before he goes to war like because they come so far at first he's sleeping on the balcony she's sleeping in the bed he's trying to like be a gentleman and he's like when the police are gone you're definitely out of here and then like they slowly they're i'm just saying the part where he slept outside so she'd have the bed i thought was sweet um and then they very slowly start like coming together as a couple 
And she's just sweet the whole time. Like, there's not a single bad thing you can say about her character. That's why she probably won Best Actress. She was just so yeah, sweet. No, she was great. No, she was really good. That's everything for this. So that's everything on my end for this film. Is there anything else you want to mention about Seventh Heaven? No, I think I think that's it. I, now that we've talked about it, I think <laughs> I'm the opposite of you. I think I did say, oops. I think I did say this would be my favorite or I thought that this would be the one that we thought should win. Wait, you mean like the last podcast when we made a prediction? Yeah. I can refresh your memory on how that went, baby, all right? This is how it Wait, went. Wait, what did I say? Did I say <clears throat> I didn't pick anything? I told you the three films, like, hey, it's only three movies. It's okay. We can have a good time. And you're like, we're watching three 1929 movies. Ah! And I was like, Andrew, oh my God. it's fine. Here, how about you pick a movie that you think is going to win? You did really good last time. I was trying to, like, hype you up, and you're like, and they're all silent. Ah. And I was like, here, you know wow. what, Andrea? I'm going to pick Seventh Heaven because you're my Seventh Heaven. And I did a little – I was trying to compliment you, cheer you up, and you're like, oh, thanks, baby. And I was like, no problem. What's oh your – Oh, my God. You were so <laughs> off on how I sound. I did not sound like that. No, I, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. The audience agrees with me. I'm, I'm killing it. No. Anyways, then I was like, oh, how about you pick a movie too? Let's see which one you pick. And you're like, I'm picking none because these movies suck. And then you walked out and that was the end of the podcast. So you didn't pick no. any. You well, refused to. My bad. I, I thought I did pick Seventh Heaven. No. I picked it That's and I regret it. I probably would have picked. Well, I picked it and it was a mistake. Anyway. It's pro I actually probably like this better than the racket. Well, I picked Seven Eleven, and my prediction was wrong because this movie was not better Ugh. than the racket. But dead. those are the two movies. What was your favorite part about Seventh Heaven? If we haven't already discussed it, we discussed mine, so we don't need to talk about we mine. Discussed a lot of it. Talk too um, much. This movie's not that good to talk about it for twenty minutes. I I just. I really, I really liked how like they talked to each other every day. How they said Diane, Chico, Heaven. I really liked that. I thought it was probably the most romantic part of the film. I also liked how she knew he was alive, even though everyone kept saying he was dead until the priest said he was dead. But yeah. What about your least favorite part? What was your least favorite? I didn't like the fact that her sister like basically tried to get her thrown in jail with her because she was being skeezy and she got caught by the police she tried to take her sister down with her her sister was like probably the she was a really good villain i'll say that because like she even comes back in a later scene and she's just she is awful yeah oh once again you're wrong it is clearly the dumb war scenes those are the worst <laughs> that's true those were really bad all right, so that's everything for these two movies. Uh, we both have Letterbox. We both review these films. Hopefully, we'll see. <sighs> but what is your ranking for... Well, I guess I'll go first for the racket since we already know yours. You're a three, unless it's changed. Honestly, I don't know. I'm between a, a 2.5 and a three. Okay, I'm a 3.5. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought it was a fun film. I had a good time with it. I liked the length. I liked the comedy. I thought all the characters were fun. Uh, a pretty easy 3.5. I had a good time with it. Uh, but what is your score for 7th Heaven? See, I think I'm the opposite. I think that's when I'll probably give either a 3 or 3.5. Oh, still close to a 3. Interesting. Uh, yeah. 
For me, Seventh Heaven, I'm between a 2.5 or a 3. So really, yeah. it's kind of like the opposite. I told you, it switched. I, I felt so, like it was. Yeah, I, I definitely liked scenes about the film. And it wasn't like a bore by any means. Uh, I'll just see what I gave some of the other films that we've already discussed. Because it's definitely better than quite a few we've mentioned before. Uh, but honestly, unless Wings is an absolute drag, I, I don't think this year has been too, too bad. It's just a very forgettable year, I think. Yeah. I think both these films, nothing about either of them feels special. It, see, that's my thing, too. I don't think nothing was super special. They're silent films. I just feel like silent films really just, like, don't stand out to me personally. I even asked you, I was like, before we got on here, I was like, wait, was the rocket about the mobster? I couldn't even remember. And then Seventh Heaven, we literally just watched, like, the yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. So I kind of remembered that one a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, Andrew thought the racket was about badminton. Because she was like, oh, it's with oh the rackets, God. right? Isn't that, like, the sport <laughs> movie? So dumb. I was like, no, Andrea, that's not a sport Heavens. movie. Heavens. But, yeah, I just think overall it's a forgettable year so yeah. far. We'll see what Wings does. I'm so not ready to watch Wings. I feel like it's going to be terrible. Um... I don't think it's going to be terrible. I think it might be pretty boring. But I think, boring, yeah, uh, terrible, same. I think it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see the very first film to win Best Picture. I think that's, that's a cool the cool thing to say. That's the only cool thing about this is like we're going to watch the very first one. Yeah. Anyways, that is everything for this podcast. Have a fantastic day, guys. Thank you. Bye. And just like, and just like thank you for watching a 1929 podcast. <laughs>